Now it's time for Green Bay Game Day Postgame, presented by Island Resort and Casino on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Stafford fires his pit. Intercepted by Russell Douglas for the touchdown. Rodgers comes back to the other side towards Lazard, who's got it. Down in bounds. Touchdown, Packers. Join the conversation on the Boda Box Wine Line. 855-616-1620. Now joined by Homer and Green and Gold Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher, here's Gabe Neitzel. I know you're going to want to be on that Boda Box wine line today. 855-616-1620. Live from Maddie's Bar and Grill. I'm Gabe Neitzel along with Steve the Homer True. As things in London did not go well for the Green and Gold, they fall to the Giants 27-22 after being basically shut out in the second half. 20 of the Packers, 22 points coming in half number one. They do get the safety at the end when the Giants decide to run around and just run out of the back of the end zone with their punter. Not a pretty one as the Packers fall to 3-2. and two. Our own Mark Tauscher, the Packers Hall of Famer, is in London and as is tradition. Doesn't matter if we're at Maddie's. Doesn't matter if Tausch is across That's going to be a long plane ride home for the players. We go to Mark Tauscher right away for Tausch's opening statement on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Oof. Can I just use one word rather than a full statement? Because... That's, I have it's to up to admit, you, man. I'm, I'm watching. Yeah, I'm uh, sore here, and I mean, it is, yeah, you know, roll out the barrel and laugh. So it's 17 to 3. Everybody's thinking this thing's a wrap, and here we go. I don't know. I think that drive right before the half for the Giants started giving them life because you watching the first quarter, you didn't think. I agreed with Homer's tweet. I didn't like it, and I knew, again, because he's always early on everything. But this is a game Green Bay's going to look back and say, you have to start questioning, is this defense? I I thought it would be an elite defense as the season was going and passing. There is no doubt right now this defense has a lot of holes. And today it it was just completely opened up. So my statement is this was one of those games Green Bay should win, was in position to win, and didn't win. And now you have to start looking at this holistically, and I think there's going to be some doubt for the first time, even with that first game of the year, because this should not have happened. If you're, as we sit here five games in, or five games in, there's a lot of holes on this team and it was exposed in the second half today. Again, one more game, not putting a complete game together, and you have a lot of green and gold people walking out of Tottenham Hotspur Stadium completely dejected. That's my opening statement. Yeah, I think you got a lot of people here walking out of Maddie's in New Berlin completely dejected because it was the same. one of the great collapses in Packer history. No. One of the greatest collapses. I mean, give me a break. Homer. Homer, yes, this yes. is nothing like, no, no, hear me out, hear me out. Nothing like the Seattle game. This isn't a collapse. That's the part that's crazy because this just was, the Giants were markedly better in the second half. This wasn't some, oh, my God, an onside kick and yes. a guy sliding down. That's how bad the collapse no, of the team was. Are you this telling me you, you, you're saying the Giants are that much better than the Packers? Come on. I'm saying in the second, Homer, in the second half of this football game, the New York Giants yes. 
were markedly better than the Green Bay Packers. Yes, after the Packers were ahead 17-3, to dominating the game. Yeah, but that If the Packers had not shown us the start of the game. Hold up. If you're a better football team, this doesn't happen. This doesn't. This isn't fluke and fluke. No, if you're one of the the great collapsed teams ever. Look, like Aaron Rodgers? You have the, uh, your four-time MVP, his collapse, LaFleur's collapse in terms of the play calling and not going quick when they went down. This is an epic, historic collapse. Do you, you got a guy never thrown for 200 yards. Barkley was hurt at one point, came out of the game. Yeah. They're at 17-3. They get outscored by what from that point on? Uh, it was, so it was 17-3. The Packers scored five points to the to Giants 24. Five. Yeah. I mean, the, the Seattle was a good team. And this team, I think they're well coached. I think it may, they may, but but this is one of the great collapses of a defense that's into this game was fourth, four-time MVP can't get a point. Yeah, this, 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 this defense wasn't. I mean, here's it's the not deal. As, it's but, game, but again, you're up seventeen-three. The they have an injured running back. They have a quarterback who's done nothing, and you get crushed the rest of the hey, game. The reason yeah, this what? isn't a collapse. how is that not a collapse? This is, because we don't know. Then you don't think they're any is. good. We knew. Then tell me, you don't think uh, the Packers are any good. That's the only way it's not I just a collapse. Watched a second half of Homer. I just, I just watched a second half of football. I don't need to tell you yeah. that. They told you that. I didn't say anything about it. This second half, this was. You think that team looked good in the second half? This We've seen it no, all year. No, they were that bad, that and played. that's why they were that so bad. Because they it's are not a collapse. collapse. Right now, it was not. A, okay, I'm not going to get into a word game with you. All I'm going to tell you is it's not a collapse when the other team is markedly better than you. In the second half, that's what happened. There's you can't Even look at it and say, Even if you showed them well, that you, know, you this, were this that was... much better than them early in the game, that doesn't count? That's not part of the game? If you play like that for a full game, yes. This wasn't fluke. But the problem is, Homer, the Packers haven't played. The Packers haven't played a, a full, full half. They haven't played a full Correct. game through five games this season. They'll play great for a half. Last week they played great in the second half. This week it was great in the first half. They haven't put together 60 minutes. I don't even know if they put together three good quarters. Yeah, it's I, usually two and a I don't five. know how Homer could say collapse. And, again, I don't want to get into the word play because that's what we love doing. The Giants, <laughs> the fact that we all came in here and everybody's, oh, this is team's three and one, but they beat this. I was surprised because Daniel Jones didn't finish the game. He finished the game, but he, he was playing Wildcat out, out wide. I did not think if you took his mobility away, I did not think he could affect, he could hurt this defense. And to his credit, he got healthier as the game went on. The Packers' defense was not as impactful. This defense is now at the uh, spot where I was on the train of, this is a really good defense. This has a chance to be an elite defense. Their pass rush, the corners. I was worried about the rush, obviously the rush defense. And today, with a quarterback that I don't know how healthy he was, he picked apart this team, and it, it did. It, there wasn't even a ton of resistance in the second half. Where if you watch the first half, it didn't look like Daniel Jones could move. Saquon gets hurt, and you think, how on earth are these guys going to score 10 points? Well, that's not what happened. The, the Giants somehow rejuvenated and were much better than Green Bay. And I'm shocked by that. Maybe I shouldn't be. I'm not going to be again. Because this is the t- Green Bay right now through five weeks is showing who they are. They're an inconsistent football team that has some ups, and the downs are down, and it's inconsistent. And 
that's where I think Matt LaFleur is probably very concerned on this whole trip because there's all these other things. But this was the fact that the New York Giants were better than Green Bay today. That's the one thing I'll say before we get out to the uh, the Boda Box wine line. The one the one piece of credit I will get to the Giants before everybody calls in at 855-616-1620 on the Boda Box wine line. Brian Dable's a hell of a football coach. He is a tremendous. I think that's what he showed. This because this Giants team, they've got a bunch of pieces missing. But this is a well – you can just watch it. They're a well-coached football team. Yeah, they, they tackle hard. They they now they, they tackle hard. The, their... way, the way that they executed that the, the, the punt at the end, when every guy is just holding every Packer because we're taking the safety anyway, who cares? The time comes off the clock regardless. Let the punter run around as much as he can. Like, that's just – those are just those little things that they've clearly talked yeah, about. Yeah, but Gabe – But, Gabe, I'll, I'll say this. I agree with you on that, but – all they had to do was run off tackle twice to take up four or five seconds. I actually was looking at it. You know, we're sitting here at the stadium, and you're, I'm thinking, why on earth are they kneeling it? Do they have some info? Because you always know if there's two minutes or less and they have no timeouts, you can run the clock out. Green Bay has two timeouts. The Giants don't run any plays. They kneel on it, and they're going to give Aaron Rodgers a chance at what I thought would be two Hail Marys. So, while Dayball did a good job running around taking the safety, which was the smart play, which they would have done either way, they should not have had any time left. They shouldn't have had to go through that last series. So while I think he has got his guys playing hard for him, you could tell the Giants, they didn't give in. It's so easy. You go on a road trip like this. The Giants are already out, you know, kind of exceeding their expectations for where they'd be in year one. This was an easy game to say, Ah, oh, shucks, it's not us. We're playing against the four-time MVP, Graham. They didn't have any of that. And that's why I give him a ton of credit for how he prepared and got his football team ready. Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry and completely outcoached in numerous phases today. And But that's that's just a piece to why this game played out the way it did. Have something to say about the Green Bay football game? Call the Botabox One Line, 855-616-1620 during the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Botabox, this is how we vote a police drink responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Botabox Vineyards, Manteca, California. Let's go out to Paul in Madison. Paul, you're on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show with Homer, Gabe, and Tausch. Oh, yeah. Good afternoon. So I was the uh, the 10 and 7 guy at good the morning. beginning of the year, and I think I'm I, good morning. I think I could have been uh, whatever it is. I think I might have been optimistic at 10-7. and seven. So aside from the defense, the pass defense in particular, just being soft and being shredded, aside from a pretty weak performance from the offensive line, you know, from the, in the entire second half and the quarterback, and the fact that we are now seeing the price we're paying for not having Devontae Adams and not having real weapons in terms of the receivers, uh, you know, when Randall Cobb is your main option, you got a problem. For all of that, I got to come to coaching because I just thought the play calling at in the at the end of the half it was stupid. I thought it was bad. I just thought there were just it was just unimaginative. I thought when they got down to the red zone at the end it was just what the heck. And I mean some of that must be the quarterback, but this was not a team that looked like it had a clue of how to score a touchdown. And the Giants every time they got close, you knew they were going to come up with the right play to score. And that used to be the Packers. And I, I just think this is a devastating loss. I don't see this team markedly turning this season around. They're going to be inconsistent, quote, inconsistent. What they're really going to be is mediocre the whole year. 
and it's going to end badly because Rodgers has basically already signaled to us, if these wide receivers don't really come along, well, maybe then I'm gone. Well, he's gone. Okay, let's just deal with it. He's gone. It's going to be a very frustrating, bad, ugly season where they may or may not make the playoffs, and they're not going to have any hope of going deep. And that's just the way it's going to end. It's too bad, but sometimes stories don't end with a happy ending. This is not a good team. They're making the playoffs. Yeah, they're making the playoffs. Really? 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 Yeah. Yeah, nine and eight, Homer. Will nine and eight make the playoffs? Because this is a team. I don't, I don't, I don't, you you said, I'm telling you, they're making the playoffs. Paul, well, even if they do, they're going out in the improve. first round. Paul, Paul, do you they're going to go out in the first round the rest of the year? I don't think they will. I don't think they will. Mm-hmm. Not this year. Not okay. with this. Not with this cast, and not with the quarterback on his last legs. That's the thing. I think we're all discounting. We, you think, Homer? You said he's so competitive. He's this. He's that. He's everything. What was he in the second half today? He was a mediocre quarterback who didn't have a lot of options, and they just looked, you know, like, okay, we can't do this anymore. I, I just don't think – I don't think you turn that around magically. I think we're at the end of the day. This is the end of the end of this, the saga, the end of this era, and, you know, we, mediocrity is, is in our future because we don't have a quarterback anymore after this year. Appreciate Appreciate the call, Paul. That is uh, about wow. as doomsday as it can get to start here on Green Bay Game Take postgame. We'll see what Do you have to say as that, well. Gabe? No. Do any no, of us agree no, with no. that statement? I don't either. No. Like, did, did Aaron Rodgers, was Aaron Rodgers accurate in the second half? No. Like, he was off on his deep balls today, and that happens from time to time. Like, with throwing deep. Yeah. He's, he's right. Aaron, am I going to bet against Aaron Rodgers? My answer to that question is never. Yeah, I'm in there. <laughs> I'm with you. That's 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 pretty much where I land on Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to bet against him until he's out of the I, NFL. I want to ask how I thought at third and two they were going to run the ball, like at the, at the end of the game because they they, fit the, they well, spread it out enough and and then it would take so, time off Homer, the clock. Yeah, I, I don't. I was actually we're sitting here, and uh, you know Matzik and I and uh, Gary we're we're sitting here talking and I'm thinking are they going to go for two when they score and if they score? Yeah, and. This is going to be the case where somebody will ask Matt Lafleur after the game what what went wrong. He's going to take it. He's going to take ownership. But the bottom line again, and this is where Matt gets in so much trouble, is you just don't stick with the run game. I don't know how many yep. carries. I, I was about was to say the first thing Dylan out of his mouth for Dylan. is going to be I gave up. I, I, we should have run the ball, be, and they went it's back the to the first, run game on yeah. the bad last drive. Yeah, the, it's going to be the first thing the out of his mouth. The run game was so good today. Average, I think uh, yeah. Dylan had five or six yards of carry. Aaron Jones, again, was consistent. And you get down there and a ball gets tipped, and you could see it. That that dependency on Randall Cobb was it was there again. And it was, it was every it was time it's crunch time. It was crunch time. He was going to Randall Cobb. And that just – Randall Cobb looked fresh and young in the first half, and he, he was awesome. He's going to be my who's the man because he was fantastic today for the first half, just like this football team was. And then in the second half, you going away from the run game as we did today, that's why we're sitting here thinking, how the heck did we lose to the New York Giants? You factor that in along with how poor the defense played, but it's just it's so, as a Packer fan sitting here, there's so many question marks now that we were hoping there were answers to. And there's if they are, if there are answers, we don't like what the answers are. 
Green Bay Game Day post game is brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite lager since 1982. Light, crisp, and refreshing. A nice cold Bud Light is waiting for you. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste. Barley, rice, hops, and water. Pick up Bud Light during your next visit to your local favorite local retailer. Enjoy responsibly 2022 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light, St. Louis, Missouri. We take your calls. The drives of the Giants, eight minutes and seven minutes. How do you stop Aaron Rodgers? Keep him off the field. Keep him on the field, off the field. 855-616-1620 is the Motorbox Wine Line. We go out to you live from Matty's Bar and Grill, Towson, London. This is, game day, game, this is the Green Bay Game Day post-game show on the Touch of Trio Radio Network. More of Green Bay Game Day postgame coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste. On the Tundra Trio Radio Network. You're listening to Green Bay Game Day pregame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by OAW with Greg, Gary, and Jason. And sponsored by Bud Light. America's favorite light lager since 1982. Lazar, touchdown, Green Bay. Highlights mostly coming early for the Packers as they fall 27-22 after they were up 20-10 in the first half. They fall 27-22 in London to the New York Giants. This is the Green Bay Game Day postgame show presented by Island Resorts and Casino on the Touch of Trio Radio Network. I'm Gabe Nutzel along with Steve the Homer True. We are hanging out at Maddie's Bar and Grill in New Berlin. It was packed. It was rocking here early. And for the people who are hanging out here still, they've got a chance to win a Clay Matthews signed uh, signed print that we've got that signed is picture nice. that is from, nice. uh, Super Bowl, from the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, so you can go and, and register to sign up for that. Mark Tauscher, he is hanging out in London. And I'm guessing, Tausch, this just kind of puts a sour note on the entire trip. Like, everything's great. First half, the Packers are up 10. You're thinking, okay, this is going to be good. Even for for you and a lot of the Packers fans there, it's going to be a long flight home. Uh, yeah, yeah, it will. But I would venture to say that you know there's a lot of green and gold here. I think you're still going to have a lot of people drinking a lot of pints. Kind of, you know, it, it's the old <laughs> saying, win or lose, we booze. That's how you look at it from this perspective. So, yeah, it obviously, Packer fans, I think we all thought, come over here, going to have a great trip, see some sights, hit some pubs, enjoy things, and then go home winning and kind of cap your trip off. Well, I mean, everybody had a pretty good time over here, but anytime you go on a trip like this you and your main focus is the football game, I assume that flight for the football team is going to be miserable on the way back. I think most Packer fans, yeah, they're, they're going to be disappointed. But there's, again, kind of what I said, just a lot of questions about how good this team yeah. is and where we're at as a football team. That's what I think is going to be more than anything else because it's so early in the year. You have these high expectations. Are they warranted? Because that second half, you watch the second half, you could say they're not. No. And the fact that we are now five games into the season, they haven't put together a f- complete game I'm not even sure if they put together three quarters at this point. It's uh, they, they've been able to put together halves, and that's been good enough. And certainly wasn't good enough today, though. Eight five five six one six one six twenty is the Bodebox wine line. We go to Anthony in Milwaukee. Anthony, you're on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Uh, hey, gentlemen, thanks for taking my call. I concur with a lot of what I've heard so far, and I have to absolutely agree with 
Mr. Tauscher. The Packers were badly outcoached again. That happens frequently with Matt LaFleur. I think Aaron Rodgers has bailed him out of more than a handful of games in his coaching career, and that makes his coaching record look, I think, a little better than it would be. And he's so clearly been he outcoached coached? in the playoffs. Several how times. How was he outcoached in this game? He didn't run the ball. He was outcoached in a, well, I know, that's what a number you think. of different I ways, and I think. Well, I, th- I think this is an example. I think this is an example of why coaching is so important in football. You have so many moving parts. You have so much that the head coach and the staff have to command. How so did he get outcoached today? I'm trying you to answer the question. You can't say it unless you back it up with a, a reason. You've got to adjust. You've got to what? adjust. You've got to make in-game adjustments. You've got to coach your guys up when they're struggling. To? What did he the defensive back? If you'd shut up and let me finish. The no, defense- you can't say anything until you answer the question. Why and how was he outcoached? You can't tell me 20 ways a coach can get outcoached. How did he get outcoached? What? What adjustments? What adjustments? You've Just got, don't you've say got to coach adjustments. Your guys up in when this they can't game. cover, you've got to move them around. Where's Rasul Douglas? Where is the blitz in this defense? Why can't they get any there, pressure got, consistently on a quarterback? Is Rashawn Gary the only one who can get play, to a quarterback? The touchdown. Somebody else talk. That sounds fun. <laughs> Oof. Um, Anthony, he got anything else? Eric Stokes is a joke. He can't cover anyone. Get Here we go. Now we're field. going. Yes. LaFleur Take Eric Stokes out. Yes. We're getting somewhere. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is that Matt LaFleur is a terrible offensive play caller. That's the other thing. He gives the ball okay. to the defense when he's wanting to run plays deep in his own end by almost turning it over repeatedly. How many times are you going to give the ball to someone in the backfield who doesn't go anywhere? Okay, that's that's all right. All right. Now, Appreciate the call. I, I wish was, uh, to thank him because he did give us some reasons. Yes, he eventually, he, he calmed down after you guys yelled at each other. Tausch and I rather enjoyed it. It was entertaining from yep, our perspective. Like, I, am in, I am in I am in Tausch's camp uh, in, in whatever role he puts me in, because in order to run the ball, he has to tell Rodgers and show Rodgers that. Yeah, and because, I would say that's the number one area. Yeah, because I, th- I think they are, there were a number of plays in that last drive that might have been runs. We saw this last week. We see this every week with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers where they have those RPOs where Rodgers has the opportunity to throw it to the outside. We saw it with Dobbs a couple of times late last week that set up the game-winning field goal for Mason Crosby in overtime against the New England Patriots. It's just a part of what the Packers' offense is. Um, but I am going to be curious to see what Matt LaFleur has to say after this game. 855-616-1620. Colt, yep. Yeah, and the other yes, thing, Tosh. I think one of the things, as Homer was yelling at our caller, which was pretty entertaining, uh, one of the things that you notice in this game. You're listening uh, the to 94.5 ESPN, WKTI, and WKTI HD Milwaukee, a good Daniel karma Jones brand's Giants, radio station. did it to us. That's something you have to start figuring out. You can't just let people. A Saquon Barkley, nobody touched him. There was a play out on the left-hand side of the field going north, and it was – Nobody was there for 15 yards. And you're wondering, what the, nope. heck, you know, what the heck is going on? So that part of it, but the thing that's just jumping out from the offensive side, because it's easy to sit here and say, oh, run the ball. Matt LaFleur's going to tell you, I should have ran the ball more. Aaron Rodgers is going to say, we should have stuck with the run more. Well, you have to do it. But one of the things that just keeps popping is, where is a big explosive play going to come? 
if it's not a broken down play and Randall Cobb, I think he's trying to throw the ball to Lazard early in the game. Beautiful play, a 30-yard play, whatever it was. But I'm talking about shot plays. None of them were close. Alan Lazard made a great attempt on one. I thought looking at it was going to get picked. Lazard makes a great, almost comes down with it off the, on the left-hand side of the on the field, but otherwise there are no explosive plays in the NFL. I don't care who you're playing, if you're constantly looking for quick passes and quick run and going 15 plays, that's what defenses want you to do because you're going to get a penalty. Something's going to happen. You need to have some explosive plays. This offense, even though I know the stats tell you they were second or third coming into today on explosive plays, they're all man. They're all broken down plays that Aaron Rodgers makes you have to make things easier everything especially in the second half it was such a grind on offense that is why Aaron Rodgers said last week this isn't sustainable and you know what he was proven right a lot earlier than I thought but wait a minute Uh, here's my confusion that's exactly how the Giants won the game they decided and they don't even have Aaron Rodgers they got some unknown who's better running than passing like, you got Aaron Rodgers, you should be able to play that way if you want to. They had drives of eight and seven minutes. They did exactly what you said you can't do. That's how they won the game, to keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. You Rogers shouldn't hand. be able to do that. You you can do it once. Wow. You need to have some explosive plays. I, the Even defense with Aaron today, Rogers. I know everybody – no, with Aaron Rodgers, I want him making exp- – I, I want the offense when you looked at it, when you're running the ball and – I don't know if it was the it was the second quarter drive when it was to go up 17-3. It was precise. Ball out quick. You know, drawn up ske- schematic yep. plays, little bubble screens and quick, 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 quick. And it was beautiful and you're thinking, "Oh, the Giants don't have any answers." Well, the Giants had answers. Packers didn't. That's what we looked at in the second. Well, I mean, their answer was Rodgers stopped doing it. I mean, that's part of the answer. Yeah, but that's also pl- part of play calling, right? Like, I mean, if, if there's a longer developing play, and there were guys open. Rodgers missed them. Rodgers missed them when they were open deep. I mean, there was one play, I think, where Dobbs was open. He just threw it a little high, and that's But, I mean, in the second, second yeah. half, they went down the field the same way, and then they got sacked, so they did had to punt. And then they get it the next time after the New York Spurs, and it's a uh, pass, pass, pass. Yep. And everyone, uh, two of the three or three, were all three of them long. He's in, and okay, if you, you don't have to do that. I mean, they had a stretch of um, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, and then that punt. Well, what is wrong with that? And the punt was when they were still they were down in their territory. And then don't you get the feel? I mean, I agree with you. Those long passes aren't open. Uh, sometimes they are, okay. but yeah, I mean, the, again, the one I'm really thinking of, he kind of airmailed the Dobbs where he was open. Yep, he had a couple misses. L- listen. To act as if this is all Matt, but LaFleur. that happens. It's not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers did not play well in the second half, and this is a theme that he keeps telling. You. He played poorly in the first half last week. He has not played a good full football game yet. He has been great and yeah, small. I'm in, I'm in that club, and then he's been average. Yeah. And so I, I am not in the camp that I think Paul, our first caller, was. I, I'm not in that camp, but you have to look at things and say. Why is this happening? Why is there such a struggle? Why are we so inconsistent on offense? Because you you can have good spurts. What are you hanging your – right now, this should be what are we hanging our hat on on offense, and it should be we run the heck out of it. We People can't stop us running the football. That's your identity. Yeah, and or we give it, get it to it. them in the flat, too, on the pass. 
Yeah. Well, right. getting the ball in our running back's hands needs to be the focus. Yep. And if it's not, you see what happens. It has not been consistent enough, and that's where you did the course correction. I don't know why you have to keep course correcting, but you did it after the Viking game. Now are you going to do it against the New York Jets next week? I don't know. We'll see. 855-616-1620 is the Box Wine Line. We hear from you coming up next as we roll on to the Green Bay Game Day postgame show presented by Island Resort and Did Casino. Did I actually yell at that caller? On the Tentra Trio. Yeah, you yelled at him. Uh, yeah, you guys were huh. yelling. Okay. You got really loud. Okay. On the Tentra Trio radio network. Back after this with more Green Bay game day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light. Four simple high-quality ingredients, barley, rice, hops, and water. Late in this first half. Here's Barkley, another end around. Wanting to throw. Bellinger's going to keep And Daniel Bellinger rumbling for the touchdown. One of the three rushing touchdowns today for the Giants. They defeat the Packers in London 27-22 live from Maddie's Sports Bar and Grill. Nice I'm Gabe Nitro along with Steve the Homer True as we are hanging out here until 2 o'clock this afternoon. Tausch is out in London as he was there live to watch the Packers lose 27-22. We hear your reactions at 855-616-1620 on the Bodebox Wine Line, and we head out to Jerry in San Diego. Jerry, you're on the Touch of Trio Radio Network. Morning, gentlemen. Um, during the offseason, we constantly heard about all the talent the Packer front office had amassed on the defensive side of the ball, and today the Giants were playing without four of their top six wide receivers, and Daniel Jones had a bum ankle. And still the Packers played their trademark soft passive defensive team, apparently winning for Jones to make a mistake that never came. Now, the Giants also had some injuries on defense today. I mean, for God's sake, they started Jalen Smith at linebacker. But the Giants defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, who was hired this past offseason from the Ravens, went aggressive. He blitzed Rodgers, including on that fourth down play at the end of the game. It's been 11 years of mediocre to bad defenses. The Packers organization can devote as many first-round picks to the D as they want. But with their constant passive approach to defense, it will never be good enough. The Packers organization has a fundamentally flawed approach to playing defense. And it's time to get called, it gets called out. All right, that's and, and I think a lot of this is going to be laid at the hand, at the feet to me of the defense, Tausch, because the defense was the one that was touted this offseason. The defense was the one that had a lot of national pundits from ESPN and NFL Network and all over the place saying this is going to be one of the best units, right. defensive units in the NFL, whereas with the offense we knew it was going right. to be a work and in they progress. La- they lacked one who predicted to Mr. Tauscher just guess how soon people say that was the worst preseason prediction. Are we there yet, Tausch? Is it going to go um, national that the view of the Packer defense is now viewed as the one of the worst preseason predictions? I can't remember who said that was going to happen. Uh, Mina Kimes. It was Mina Kimes. Yes. I, I, I think it. it's looking at it today. I still, if you look at the stats, and I know stats are you can find right. ways to – maneuver them they're not going to be like the 30th it's not like the special teams from last year where everybody's oh my god they're the worst but 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 they're more like they were last year yeah they are they have not made the jump 
that I think when you put two first-round picks, which I know Devontae Wyatt's not playing, but when you use those picks and you're able to bring back your first-team All-Pro inside linebacker, pair him with a stud, at least you think, you bring in Reed, and you get Rashawn Gary off the edge uh, on a down-to-down basis, you think you're going to be a lot better. They're not. So that is. So why do you think that? I think a lot of us. Why do you think that is, Tausch? Is it the scheme that Joe Barry wants to play, where he's daring teams to make mistakes, and they just have not made those mistakes? Do they need to be more aggressive on defense? Why do you think that this defense hasn't lived up to up to the hype, or is it just we overvalued? How good some of those guys are on the defensive side of the ball. I, I I do think you have to start wondering, you know, we all are like, well, the the when Razul Douglas came back, and you know, Jason Wilde, you know, kept saying, I still need to see more because there's a reason that he's bounced around like he has. I like Razul Douglas. I think obviously last year was a godsend for this defense. But can you do it consistently? Are you making the plays? And right now, no. Razul Douglas just got done. Just heard his press conference. He said he blank and blank today. And he was the reason the defense blanked. Uh, all right. I don't even, you know, he had some penalties. Obviously gave some stuff up. Uh, Jair Alexander, I don't know if he's playing at the same level as he was before. I still think he's a really good corner. But we put that cornerback group in the elite top level. And then you add in Kenny Clark, who Kenny Clark, he was a dog today. He played he was physical. He Oof. was in the backfield. Rashawn Gary played well. But that's just Larry McCarron said guys. that the center didn't touch Clark on like two possessions. It was he is still no, yet Kenny to Clark touch was a I mean, he is such he is just a phenomenal football player. But you can have a couple of players and you know there's ways to scheme. There's not enough. There's there's holes. Preston Smith he I, you notice he's not playing as much on rundowns. I noticed that popped out at me today. Uh, David Bakhtiari did not play a ton. There's, you have a lot of elite players that are being paid at a high level that are not taking the same amount of snaps. So there's a lot of questions, and that's the part where we miss, Gabe. I still it, listen. You're still you got what 12 games left, right? They're five in. So am I writing it off? But the idea that this was going to be the 85 Bears, I think we can write that idea off. Can they improve and get better? There's just way too many open holes and open spaces for not elite wide receivers. I think that Tampa game really kind of set us back, and you forget that they had Cole Beasley, who's now retired from the NFL. <laughs> you fact, you, you have to look at all of that and keep it I, in I was perspective. told the Giants were going to sign him to play him today, but I don't know if I had my time wrong. They had guys no one's ever heard of. Yeah, he it has was officially retired. There is no Homer, there is no excuse. I again, I think they the Daniel Jones injury, I think they kind of threw us off the scent a little bit. He was much healthier than I think most of us thought. Oh, he got hit he didn't so finish, hard you know, on one play early in the game. He he didn't finish or if he finished the game last week, he finished with a ton of wildcat on offense. He moved around a lot better and I don't know what if he, what he had happened to him in the second quarter on he looked like a whole different player. I thought they were going to pull him and put Webb in because they were so ineffective on offense. And all they were running was screen passes and dumps. And you know what? I give the Giants and, and Dayball a ton of credit for having their guys hang in and then completely just outplaying, coaching, maneuvering. You put out in front of anything on that second half, and the Giants did it. Hey, I- 
855-616-1620, the Bodebox wine line. I just want to hear you talk about what it's like as a player. Do you get on the plane and, and just want to consume as many beers Miserable. as you can? I mean, what? Well, what? I don't even know if they okay, put beers you on the Only plane. you uh, know what they must feel like, what's going through, and what's the next couple of days. What What happens? Or is it each player different? Uh, well, no, each player is different, but the idea of it being that jubilant, because I always tell you guys, some of the stuff that I miss the most are those locker rooms on road games where you win and it's just your crew flying back, especially if you have a good hard-fought win. And when it's the other way, it's just sorrow. It's dejection, especially when you're ahead 17-3 to and you think you're a better football team. There's going to be doubt. If so for the, for the flight back, you, you just want to get back. Just get back and get, get away and reset. So th- this will be what would have been probably a heck of a time. You, had, you know, a great time in London. It sounds like the players were able to go and enjoy themselves. And you'd think that, that would, this would cap off the entire experience. But instead, it, uh, it sucks. And you're soured. And the whole group is just, get on my plane, put my headphones on, and watch a movie. Get some, get some food. There ain't going to be card games it, because the last thing you want to do as a player is having, act like you're having some fun on the plane after you have a bitter loss like this. 855-616-1620. The Boda Box Wine Line will get to that coming up next and continue to hear from you after the Packers have fallen 27-22 to the New York Giants. He's Homer. I'm Gabe. He's Tausch in London. Homer and I hanging out at Maddie's Bar and Grill in New Berlin, more from the Butterbox Wine Line coming up next on the Green Bay Game Day post-game show on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. show presented by island resort and casino gabe night so steve the homer true we are hanging out at maddie's bar and grill in new berlin where we were for most of the game again this place was rocking this place was great if you haven't been out here they've got a big screen we're on a stage right now there's a big screen behind us this place is a bunch of picnic tables it was like we were in our packed. own london this is like it was being packed on the grass and area at wimbledon or london i, I feel like we were at, uh, was it was Hill? it was great and oh man. yeah Tosh, it was great, and then the second half happened, and it wasn't as great. Yeah. So there's it's some the people drinking here. heavily here, I think. Yeah, well, there, there's going to be a lot of people. Uh, there's we, You got a little bit of a walk when you leave the stadium here to get to either an Uber or whatever you're going to do, and there's pubs everywhere. So I'm guessing, you know what the great thing about Packer fans are? We'll, we're going to be disappointed. We're going to be upset, but there's still going to be a lot of pints drunk uh, over the course of the next 10 to 12 hours, my guess would be. Yeah, I mean, you're on vacation. You got to, I mean, no matter what happened in the game, you got to close out the vacation. You know, you got to close it you out strong. Got to finish strong. The, Unlike the Packers. Absolutely. Uh, strong. Uh, exactly. Exactly opposite of the Packers. 855 616 1620. We go to Joe in Georgia. Joe, you are on the Green Bay Game Day post game show with Homer, Gabe, and Tausch. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, whoa, that was not a. Uh... That was an ugly loss. Um, so I, my first point, I'm not fire guy, but here's where I'm going to go with this. Coach Barry needs to go. 
he he should not stay uh, as <laughs> And <laughs> That's funny, though. Can you admit that that's funny? I don't. Before you go out. Right, and it's great. I, don't, I just want to admit, I don't drink. Hey, could you give me a beer? <laughs> All right, continue yeah. on. That's funny. <laughs> no, just, but listen, this defense has way too much talent to, it's third and 13, and you're playing 15 yards off. What the hell are we doing here? Rasul, did he play well today? No, he took ownership for it, which is good. He doesn't belong in the slot. He's, a, he's an outside react corner. Jair is too athletic that he's not playing in the slot or in like a robber rover type role, if you will, if you want to call it that. It, honestly, at this point, let, let Gray be the defensive coordinator. Barry's just not – it's the scheme. It's just completely it, – it's terrible. It's off. And as far as the offense goes, run the ball. And I know it. we can say, well, you can't run it every down, of course, and of course you can't. But when you've got your running backs averaging six yards a tote, you, you don't go away from it. You, you don't. And, th- and this is what infuriated me so much uh, was after the Giants took the ball 91 yards and they had it, what, eight, eight nine minutes, something like that. Right after that, it was uh, a deep pass to Lazard incomplete. Uh, another deep, or no, it wasn't deep, but it was over the middle of Cobb incomplete, then another uh, uh, pass incomplete. I'm like, what, what, what are we doing? What, why, why are they not running the ball? Like, I, I think it's it's just situational of, and I don't know if it's Coach LaFleur or Rodgers overthinking things, things of that nature, but come on, we don't have Art Monk and Jerry Rice out there as our one and two receivers, right? So what are we doing? Just Rodgers... And, and LaFleur, when they are in, when they play, when they run the ball and they think and dunk, quick hitters, quick slants, quick outs, things of that nature, get the ball in the Dobbs' hands in space, let him do his stuff, things of, he's, they're unstoppable. Rodgers is, is incredible in that type of offense, play action, because he's the best ever at selling play action fake. Boomer Zyerson was really good at it, but Rodgers is incredible at it. And I, I just don't understand it. And look, Rodgers is the best ever, right? So, of course, he's going to throw some passes deep and things, and, and we want to see that. But right now, with no, he's not the best that, ever. We got to end that, too. He's not the best ever. I don't know who it is, but it's not him. You can't no. have a, a career like his in terms of uh, all of it. No, no, he's not the best ever. Can we get so that? I think, he, I think, think he's from the best a ever? Pure, Whatever. I think okay. from a pure... He's the most talented player I've ever seen play quarterback. Play the position. Yeah, he's yeah. the most talented quarterback yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, yeah, that, uh, okay. that, that's I think what Steve I would say. Young was more talented. Uh, I think Steve Young trumps him, but uh, get out He's of got here. a better arm than Steve Look, Young. He can do more he things. No, he's... I can't run like Steve Young. Well, I can't run like Steve Young, but he's got good right. enough athleticism. I just don't... I, the, 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 the disgusting answer is like... Tell us, have you ever heard Steve Young... Yeah, did you ever hear somebody put uh, yeah, Steve Young Homer. in the greatest of all the time debate? The person is Homer. Uh, I think he met he was, Homer Steve Young's time. agent? Homer liked him. So then he's like, oh, I love Steve Young. Well, Steve Young is a great, really good player, but come on. I think Steve Young their met careers Homer are going to end up being, in Green Bay. Their, their oh, careers yeah, are going to end up as identical. Historic no, quarterback ratings. MVPs. Steve Young's not coming back and getting three more MVPs. He's, he went so to one Super Bowl on a great team. Super Bowl are teams, but Super Bowls are team things. That, I know, but need to have he that was great. Right now. Went to one. Rogers great and is going to go to one. Call, Certainly don't need caller finishes. Yeah, we can. Homer keeps yeah, I admit Young is not appropriate for this show. 
Yeah, we uh, we no longer have uh, Joe in Georgia, so we appreciate oh, uh, Joe's, Joe's call. Eight five five six one six. Joe had enough. Well, when, we when know Steve Young. He's like the hell with this. I'm shutting the. I'm I'm hanging. Up. <laughs> no, he. But he did tell us how much he hates Barry. So because he never believes well, in fire. So that is so that well, fire. Yeah, but he's, there's your poll, boys. There's your poll for today. Yeah. Who do we do we preface it with? Hey, uh, here on the here on the Touch of Tree Radio Network, we don't call for anyone's job, but. Should Joe Barry be fired? I vote no. I vote no. I, I vote I vote no, but I would not be surprised if this continues. Like how often? I mean, Tosh, you've been around. You played in the league for a decade. You've been around the game forever. How often you've you heard somebody who loves to keep things as tight as Matt Lafleur does to the point where Lafleur didn't want to talk about the team's travel plans, but he let it slip this week that him and Joe Barry had a disagreement about some of the fundamental approaches that Barry has to his defense. Like that's yeah, major. Uh, that to me. is. Uh, I, I, yeah, that's uh, that's a big. I think you're you're seeing that with Jair Alexander after the Justin Jefferson going off up in Minneapolis. And you're thinking, all right, we're paying. We have Stokes' first round pick, Jerry Alexander. Uh, you start wondering, and you pay Razul Douglas. He's an all, uh, you know, he's an all pro player last year. And oh, well, we're gonna just let guys run wide open throughout everything. That I don't think sets well with Matt Lafleur. I think he wants to do things. He, it's his team. And for him to say that throughout throughout this week, you're right, Gabe. But he hired the guy. Well, yeah, I understand. I'm not – and, again, I – He didn't I check in terms of his approach before he hired him? Oh, all right. He wanted to hire Jim Leonard. Don't forget that. Well, he – but I – but uh, so I will say this. If they fired him tomorrow, it still wouldn't surprise him as much as Paul Chris getting fired. That's true. That's a whole I, other I, I, story. I'd agree with that. You do wonder. <laughs> I got a couple of texts during the game where it was sitting there like, well, you know how that changed the Badgers' uh, dynamic yesterday? Yeah. What if we did that here – uh, I'm not in that camp. I'm not there. I'm not there yet. But I'll say, I think through five weeks, you can't sit here and say that you're not. Again, maybe it was too much hype. Maybe it was the fact that we had expectations. Because normally we come into a season and we're not thinking, well, this, it's going to be a world-class defense. We're thinking Aaron Rodgers in this offense is going to be dynamite. The defense, if it's good, you're going to be in great shape. We had thought this offense, this defense was going to be carrying this football team, and that has not happened. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Let's quickly go to Jim in Sockville out on the Botabox wine line. Jim, you're on the Touch of Trio Radio Network in the Green Bay Game Day post game show with Homer Tausch and Gabe. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah. I always try to come away with something substantive in terms of uh, if I'm going to call you guys. And I'm uh, so first off, I'd like to say I agree with Homer. I test wise. Steve Young, best ever. Um, in terms of this game, help me out. I'm struggling, I think, like others, with regard to Go ahead, Tosh. Ask him if he's blind. Ask him if he's blind, Tosh. Ask him if he's blind. You can't say blind. What's the word now? I let our fans talk. Are you visually challenged? No, I'm not going to do that. Jim, continue on your point, Jim. to today's. Okay, with regards to today's game, and I apologize if I got off track there, but um, I i mean, I watched Steve Young play. With regards to today, I just want to get an idea from you guys. What seems to be very frustrating for all of us 
is these receivers wide open. Can you tell me, is it more the coaching and the scheme, or is our ability to guard these receivers who are second and third string, are we just overestimating what their abilities are? Can you tell me, is it more, put more on Joe Barry, more on we're not utilizing the talent, or isn't the talent there? Help me out there, one way or the other. You guys know I like when we throw polls up. That, what Jim just mentioned there, I'm interested in that too. I, I don't know. I think I think we're maybe overvaluing. Boy, I, I'm actually torn on this because I think we, we are looking at Joe Barry plays the zone, and there's all these wide open holes, and it's typically, you know, until today, the third and sixth plus, this team got off the field every time. Today we saw some of the other stuff, and that's where, that's where you start wondering, is this personnel is good? Because don't try and tell me that Kenny Clark's not a stud because I'm not by the eye test. You guys talking eye test with Steve? Oh. The eye test says Kenny Clark is a stud. <laughs> the eye test tells me Rashawn Gary is a stud. Now you can start looking as Devondre Campbell playing at the same high level. You know, you look at the secondary. Are they? What's going on? Is it miscommunication? Whatever. Safety play. I think we may be overvalued where this secondary is. I because I looked at it and thought, well. This group is dynamite, top three, and they're not playing at that level. So you have to actually look at it and say, that maybe is where I overvalue, or you look at it, the scheme is not fitting the personnel. That's up That's up for debate, and it's, a, I think, a very fair debate. I was not expecting Steve Young to have the thread that he's had so far through Green Bay. A lot Game of Day, Steve Young show. today. Yeah. Well, a lot of Steve Young so far today. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Packers lose 27-22, and even though they fall, we still have to tell you who... The man was. In the green and gold game, it's time to find out who the man is. The man is sponsored by New Male Medical Center. Guys struggling with low testosterone, ED, and weight loss have had success at New Male. You can too. Schedule your consultation at newmail.com and discover the new you. Tausch. Who do you have as the man today for the Packers despite falling 27-22? Well, I I mean, I'm a Kenny Clark guy, but I've already declared that I'm going Randall Cobb because he looked fast. He looked quick twitch. That first half of football, and again, I don't have all the stats in front of me, he had a fantastic first half. Balls got batted in the second half, didn't get him as many opportunities, but Randall Cobb looked like... 2014 Randall Cobb today for the first half. And he was the man, in my opinion. He was the, when the offense did anything, it was Randall Cobb that was usually on the back end if it wasn't one of the running backs. Homer, who'd you got today for the man? Uh, I was the man. <laughs> no, I. What for but the, the, here's the, the game problem. was over in the first quarter? <laughs> yes, no. For that saying that, so people for saying that this game was over when yes. before it started. Yes, no. So people understand the degree of the and collapse. You're in quite a streak of being okay. wrong. You've been wrong on your last five predictions. Now that I look at it, I don't think it's five. I think it's the Brewers two. are making the playoffs. Something else. That's something right. Else. And this and one. Today. This one. Yeah. This is it. Steve Young. That, that, I'll just throw another one in there. You got no, Steve, Steve Young, Young is. That's I said I'm not bringing that up. But when you're wrong on a prediction like that, people need to use it. Because they blame you, and they, they need to understand that's how 
historic the collapse was. But Cobb has to be the answer. The problem is there's a negative to that. He's just going to get hurt. You can't use him that much. And, Taos, you said it earlier, we saw Rodgers pull a Devontae Adams on Cobb. He was targeted 13 times. Randall Cobb is not that good. And this was Rodgers again. That's what he did, Devontae. I wonder how many times in his career before today Cobb got targeted 13 times in a game. I bet it happened a bunch in, like, 2014 when it was just, again. I would say it's been a while. Eight years ago. I hate to say Cobb, but I don't know how you can pick anything else. Uh, so I, I'm going to say. Who are you going to pick? You I'm going to pick Aaron else? Jones because I have oh, been, I yeah. feel like I have criticized, I've been a harsh critic of Aaron Jones saying, hey, I want to see more consistency out of Aaron Jones. I, he certainly has the ability to be a game changer, but it kind of disappears from time to time. And a lot of times when the Packers don't run the ball enough, it's because Aaron Jones didn't do enough in the eight or nine opportunities that he got. But he had 13 carries for 63 yards, two more catches for 17 yards, so 15 touches for 80 yards. You got to give him the ball more. We talked about this in week one where you want to have a combination between 30. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon of 30. You know what they were today? 21. 21. It's got to be better. You got to find a way to get Not those enough. guys And you ball. know what they were before today? I think they were averaging 31. Uh, yeah, something I, like probably that. something like that. And again, when, when Jones is averaging 4.8 a pop and A.J. Dillon's averaging 5.7 a pop, and each have a long of 11, so they're just consistently getting good games. I it's not like they got mine. it all on one big I wanna, run. I want to change mine to DeGuara. I thought it was so horrible he'd never do anything, <laughs> and he actually had a couple of good catches. Uh, yes. Tight ends didn't have no. a bad day today, but, yeah, it was uh, certainly not but no, I, uh, a great day for the offense, despite us picking offensive players for the man. Tausch, we certainly appreciate you joining the Green Bay Game Day post-game show from London, and we hope you have a safe flight back, my friend. Mate, make sure you Cheerio, go see the boys. Churchill Bunker where they went during World War II. It's I did. just spectacular. I did. It's fantastic. It's unbelievable. over here. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, even with a loss, it's still a fantastic city. Tausch is done from London, but we still hear from you next on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show on the Boda Box Wine Line, 855-616-1620 on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Twenty-seven, twenty-two. Packers fall to the Giants in London. Packers, the last team to play overseas. And I'm guessing after the way things went today, maybe... Uh, Maybe they, they wait a while before they go over again. Well, I, I listened, uh, or somebody sent me some information, like the problem has been nobody wanted to give up their home game. Correct, because the Packers travel it, so, so well. Never even, they never asked Green Bay. Yeah, so for example, so Jacksonville is a team that's played so many games over in London. Well, if the Packers ever played Jacksonville, it happens so rarely, and Jacksonville doesn't exactly draw us when they have a team like the Packers come in. They don't want to give up that home gate and, and put the game over in London. So that's, yeah. That's why they had been think, over there for a I while. I think with Packer fans, yeah, when they go to Eng- when they go to Europe again, they're not going to London. They've sa- they're gonna they're gonna send Green Bay fans to all the various different places because sure. they know they'll get great support. They're well, playing in Munich later this year. Is yep, that right? That's correct. I would guess that might be. Yeah, if that goes well, and it's uh, Brady and the Buccaneers going up against the Seahawks, I'm guessing that game is going to go well. And if it does, they'll probably continue to try to do more games throughout Europe, not just London and the UK. Things did not go well today for the Packers, but we still want to remind you that you don't have to wait until Christmas time to ring the bell and put money in the Salvation Army Red Kettle. You can donate now with the Salvation Army at S8 Milwaukee. 
Org. The Bodabox Wine Line, 855-616-1620 is the number to get into the show if you want to join. And we go out to Ron in Arizona. Ron, you're on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Hi, guys. How you doing? What's up, Ron? Doing uh, nah. I mean, like, look, this is a great fall yeah, day. We're in a great spot at Maddie's Bar and Grill Hello. in New Berlin. This is a cool spot to be hanging out. So it's, it's, a, it's a decent spot to be, but... I'm doing terrible. Uh, for yeah, asking. like everything else is great, but the Packers losing is terrible as they fall 27-22. What do you got for us, Ron? Uh, a couple things. Uh, first on the defense, I agree. Fire Joe Barry. That, that zone prevent on every single play is ridiculous. You know, they got him off of the scrap heap. He was terrible at Detroit. He was terrible at uh, the Redskins. He was terrible with the Rams. He's, I mean, they got him out the scrap heap. Get rid of him. I would believe Jair Alexander more than I would be, believe Joe Barry. Play some man. You can't let these guys so they run were, free. And, and it seemed like they were playing more man-to-man in the first half. It seemed like they were walking the safety up more, and they were kind of putting their corners in some spots, and maybe they got scared with the last drive that the Giants had at the end of the half that resulted in points for them. I I don't know. It seemed like they were doing some of the things that we were hoping that they would do in the first half when they were having success, but second half kind of went back to what we've seen. At least that's what I saw. He's not a, so, he's not a premier defensive coordinator. Go, you know... Go get Dave Aranda. You couldn't. You couldn't get uh, um, Jimmy oh, Leonard, but go get Dave Aranda. He knows how to. Yeah, it's coach defense. And, yeah, he certainly does. But offense, with college coaching salaries continuing to go up and up and up and up and up, I, I'm guessing he's not going to leave his job there for a no, defensive I, coordinator position that's not going to be paying they, as well in the NFL. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I don't think anybody can afford him just as a defensive coordinator. We appreciate the call, Ron. And I got a tweet here from Andrew, who pretty much agrees. He says Alexander was speaking to for the entire team, kind of referencing what Alexander was talking about against the Minnesota yeah. Vikings earlier this year. They don't believe in the scheme, therefore they're not committed to it, which breeds what you're seeing. Do you believe into that, Homer? Do you buy into that that the Packers maybe just don't believe in the scheme that Joe Barry's putting out there? Uh, no, I I think they believe in in uh, in Joe Barry. Uh, but I think they they were not happy with that, or Alexander wasn't happy with that. Um, but I don't. No, I don't. I just don't. I mean, the defense is, was bad and has had its bad stretches. Um, but I think you'd get more. The biggest you nailed the biggest comment about Barry was from his head coach, yeah. not from the players. Correct. When now you- could he have done that? Because of the players, I guess that's possible, but I doubt that. That's in, and it doesn't seem like a big thing. But when you're around this team as much as you know, when you're listening to Matt Lafleur press conferences, and you know the national media, I feel like sees a comment like that. Oh, it's not a big deal. But again, Matt Lafleur has been so secretive. He didn't want to talk about their travel plans because he felt there was a competitive advantage to be gained. No, you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. This so the fact that he let it deal. go, yes, the right. fact that he he doesn't want to talk about anything ever, and the fact that he let it slip. That right. yes, I had a discussion with Joe Barry about the way we're playing our defense. And like if that's you don't, huge. and if you don't realize it's a big deal, it means you don't know the team as well as you do. For example, if I hear someone national say, they go like, you, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Because if you knew what's going on, you would say exactly what you just said 
that for Lafleur, name the last time he's Oof. ever done that. Now he had questions with the last defensive coordinator, but I don't believe he ever made that public no, statement. No, he never made that public statement. And everything we kind of had to find out about Mike Pettin and his relationship with Matt Lafleur was like clearly somebody within the Packers building. I don't know if it's through it was people. A secondary through Pettin, source. Yes, it was. It, you know, you would get sources. You know, people saying things to Wildey and Domofsky and guys like that who cover the team. You would. You'd never heard like, oh yeah, they just don't get along from Matt Lafleur again, which makes it so surprising that he said something about Joe Barry earlier this week. We go out to Nick in Florida on the Bodox Mind Line eight five five six one six one six twenty. Nick, you are on the Touch of Trio Radio Network and the Green Bay Game Day Post Game Show. Hey, guys, I love the show. It's a staple of my week every week. Uh, this is one of the worst regular season losses of my life. And I want to. I have a couple points I want to start with. I don't know what's so funny about the idea of firing Joe Barry. I'm not saying fire him, but his soft prevent underbelly defense with a defense full of first-round picks. It's pathetic in the second half. We let Daniel Jones on one leg air us up. And then I'd like to touch on the second half, Rodgers. Uh, he's doing the same thing with Cobb. He used to do with uh, Devontae Adams. He can't get away from him. And he's addicted to the deep ball. We got away from the run. And third and fourth down on the goal line, those are two pathetic play calls. Even if it didn't get knocked down the line of scrimmage, uh, Lazard was covered there at the end. I just want to know what you guys think about that. Yeah, I mean, Randall Cobb was wide open in the middle of the field who was trying to throw the ball on the first one. Yeah, the second one, he was just trying to get rid of the ball, and, and yeah, Lazard was not open. He would have had to make a spectacular no, play. I give credit totally to the Giants and their defense because the success had been quick. Yep. And they that there were very few plays in that entire game where they cut off the quick. And they clearly did on that play. Yeah, oh, on the, on the yes. final two plays. Right. Yeah, on the final two plays. So we certainly appreciate that call. And... I just, it's, it's, you can entertain the idea of Joe Barry being fired as a fan. I, I just would be shocked if Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekunst, and the Green Bay Packers let go of Joe Barry in the middle of the season. It would just be something shocking, especially considering the, one of the reasons, seemingly, that Joe Barry got hired is his previous relationship being good with Matt LaFleur. Yeah. So that's another hurdle that you have to clear. Not yeah. only okay, so not only do you have to be not successful at your position, but now you have to clear the hurdle of okay, are you bad enough that your buddy's going to fire you halfway through the season? And it, it just doesn't seem that's the way the Packers do things. That they'll just move on from somebody at the end of the season. Sure, did it with Mike Pettin a couple of seasons ago, but in the middle of the year to let a coordinator go doesn't right. seem like it's and something. And then the that they essence would do. of Matt Lafleur, among all the other things, is that uh, there have been games like this. I don't know if I can get him. But his excellence over the regular season is it doesn't become a trend. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've won 13 games every year. Now they're 17. But what he's done in the past is when something like this has happened, it hasn't been any more than that game. That's correct. And the other thing about Devontae Adams, yes, Rodgers would do this with Devontae where you'd lock on to him and throw the ball 13 times the way he did with Randall Cobb today. But Randall only had seven catches. Go back and look at that playoff game. 
I believe it was one incomplete pass. I think he was targeted 12 or 13 times, and Devontae had 11 or 12 catches. Like, that's just the difference between when you lock on to somebody like Randall Cobb and you lock on to somebody like Devontae Adams. Simple, smooth, and every sip is easy as the last Tito's Handmade Vodka tastes just as good with tap water as it does with your favorite mixer. Back in the day, Tito distilled, hand-bottled, taste-tested, sent to a few friends, and then taste-tested again to give you the finest juice around. No frills, no flavors, no fancy labels, just the good stuff. Just Tito's for recipes, videos, and more. Visit titosvodka.com, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Packers fall to the Giants, 27-22. We continue to hear from you on the Bodabox wine line at 855-616-1620. As we roll on live from Maddie's Bar and Grill in New Berlin on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. out at Maddie's Bar and Grill for the Green Bay Game Day postgame show here on the Touch of Trio Radio Network. Packers fall to the Giants 27-22. This is a cool place to hang out, Homer. I just walked over to get some water. It's Again, it's a downer because the Packers lost, but certainly a cool place to be for an NFL Sunday, maybe even a college Saturday yes, afternoon. it feels like a college thing. All this area, which you don't normally have at a bar. Yeah, this outside area. all this outside area is being used perfectly. Yeah, so, it's fantastic. If you haven't been here, you feel like it's the size of a football field. Now, it's not. Well, but and they've got just, the artificial turf that kind of yes, gives you that feel as well. Which is huge. I'm very pro. I was in Dallas. Yeah. Everybody should have artificial turf. Because all they have is this crabgrass because it's, so, yeah. it's, it's horrible. And somebody, we went by had artificial turkey. Yeah, I don't know if it's too expensive to do, but talk about maintenance. Oh, low maintenance. Right now, and it looks great. Well, the Packers' defense didn't look great today, so we're going to have a – and their offense didn't look great either. We're going to have a hard time picking what our drive of the game was here on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Which drive set the tone for the final score? The march down the field that made the difference. Rodgers plays it. It's caught for the touchdown by Randall Cobb. It's time for the drive of the game. Presented by Boucher Automotive Group. They ride with you every mile. Visit them today at Boucher.com. Now, oh. we've always done positive drive of the game. Yeah. The drive of the game to me was when New York scored to tie the game, pass, 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 but that's when I thought, I can't use the exact words, holy, they could lose this game. Yeah, so off that, I would say the drive of the game, six plays, 60 yards, like very little resistance from the Packers defense as the Giants took the lead, which ended up being the game right. where they score. They scored easier on that drive yeah. than any of the other drives. Well, what's crazy, again, what's crazy is it was really five plays, 60 yards, because the first play, Matt Breida got nothing. Okay, all right. all right, the defense looks like, nope. Saquon Barkley, wide open, wide open, 41-yard pass catch, and just like that, they're in the red zone, they eventually punch it in. And you know the previous drives were 15 plays and 11 plays, plays eight minutes and seven minutes. What they did was get small yardage and just kept going and going and going, and then with the game tied, they got that big chunk play. Yeah, it was that's so I, that's what I mean our our drives of the game are very similar. They're connected cuz they're back to back and those are the two drives to me that determine the outcome of the game. Yep. Without a doubt. We go out to the Bodabox wine line 855-616-1620 Tim in North Carolina. You're on the Touch of Trio Radio Network with Homer and Gabe. T- Tim, Tim are you there? Hello, Tim in North Carolina. 
Can you hear me? Yep, we got you. What do you got on the uh, Packers 27-22 loss? Yeah, I wanted to go back to uh, a few callers ago and what you just said, that three and out on the passing. I know we've been trashing the defense a lot, but you know, you think back to the Packer teams over the last several years, a lot of times we win the games with ball control, and it made absolutely no sense. I think we passed the ball eight straight times going back to when they got out of field goal range and like 11 minutes left or whatever, however much time was left in the fourth quarter. And then that ensuing drive with the Giants, your, your defense is on the field for eight minutes, and then you're going to come back with three long passes? Makes no sense. Absolutely no sense at all. It's a great okay. point, yeah, given absolutely. the defense all the time they were on the field. Now, Rodgers does it because he assumes one of them is going to be complete, but that's a great right, point right. in terms and, and of the quickness. You have to be able to run the ball. You, we, you know, somebody said a minute ago that he's targeting Cobb too much. He probably is targeting Cobb so much because Cobb is getting open. I mean, we've got young receivers. Do what works best, we, and we know what works best, a mix of good running and, uh, and short passes. I mean, even that fourth, third and two, you had Dylan in the backfield. Run the ball twice. Makes no sense. Yeah, I, I have a tendency to agree that they made some curious now, I want to ask you, was it two? I, the rundown I used to keep track of every play, they said it was third and one. I, I thought it was closer to two yards. I thought it was two. I thought it was two. Okay. That's what it, I mean, that's what it said on, I guess, it said on the TV. I, All right. I, I, so I thought it was third and two uh, on the okay. telecast. We're going to hear from Jason Wildey, say what he see what he has to say about the Packers' disappointing 27-22 loss in London that is coming up next on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show on the Touch of Trio Radio Network. More of Green Bay Game Day postgame coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Marks and inside the locker room. All Packers, all the time. Packers reporter Jason Wildey is on Green Bay Game Day postgame. Brought to you by WPS Health Solutions. Visit OperationFanMail.com to nominate an active duty service member or military veteran for recognition this season. I'm good, Live from Maddie's Bar and Grill in New Berlin. Sun is shining. Perfect day here in Wisconsin. Not a perfect day over in London. Packers fall 27-22 to the Giants. Packers scored two points in the second half, and that came because, well, the Giants gave them two points. They decided to run out of the end zone with their punter. Yeah, they actually didn't score two points. Correct. They were given two points. gave them two points. Yeah, the Giants gave them two points. In terms of points scored in a season, that that. doesn't make the homer list. (laughs) He's Homer, I'm Gabe, and joining us, our Packers reporter. You can hear him on so many different shows across the Tundra Trio radio network, but of course you can hear him on his own show on ESPN Wisconsin every day with the Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher, Wildy and Tausch, 9 to noon on ESPN Wisconsin every weekday. Jason Wildy, our friend, our teammate, joins the program. Good afternoon, Jason. Hi, guys. How are you? Yeah, I'm horrible. It's one of the great collapses in the history of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. It makes my life worse. I like the Packers to win. Makes my life easier. People are positive. This place would be jumping. They'd be screaming and yelling if the Packers would have come back, found a way to win. The game. Instead, it lo- everybody here looks like their mom died. I don't need that. Do you? So, uh, Jason, it, it, it's one game. It's one game. That's so, correct. well, so I'm, I guess I'm going to start here. I'm going to start here, Jason, just because. 
this is a question that was posed to me earlier this week, and I didn't really know how to answer it, so I just kind of leaned towards no. But are the Packers good? Yes. Are you answering that, Homer, or am I? No, you are. I just threw my yes in quickly. You're answering. I'm so, I apologize, but I just had some emotion I couldn't control. <laughs> Happens from time to uh, time. I, uh, I, I appreciate the emotion. Look, we have been talking about this and talking about this and talking about this. First of all, this defense has been overhyped, and they are not as good as they were being advertised to be during the offseason. That doesn't mean that they will not turn out to be good. But so much ink was spilled and air was uh, breathed in or out over this defense, and it was ridiculous. And I, we tried to say that, and those of us that did were, you know, haters or negative or whatever else, okay? That's one. Two, we know the offense is going to be a work in progress, and it is. Now, they had managed to go 3-1 and one in spite of that, but you, you, you can see there are times when their offense clicks, and there are times when it most certainly does not. And this is how this season was going to unspool from the very beginning. Now, they were fortunate. I was talking about this this morning on Green Bay game day pregame, which... Uh, I believe started at 5.30 a.m. I appeared from 6.30 to 8. Um, they've been fortunate to this point to win in spite of those shortcomings. Rodgers made the comment after the game about them being a roller coaster team and that they need to handle adversity better. These are all things that they have to learn how to do more effectively with the number of young guys, especially on offense, that they are playing with, right? Like, in the offensive line, you feel good about the two tackles, but the other three guys are all young. I don't care how much Royce Newman played last year. I don't care that Josh Myers was a second-round pick. I don't care that John Runyon has played a bunch. They're still young players. We know where they're at wide receiver-wise beyond Lazard and beyond Cobb. We know that, you know, Robert Tunyon is still not a, he's not Methuselah Lewis by any stretch, but he's coming off of an injury. And he, there are times when he's very effective, and then there's times when he's not. The, the two running backs are both experienced, but Tyler Davis at tight end isn't very experienced. Like, they just they, they ride the waves too much, and they're too inconsistent. But you knew that was going to be the case. And I know it's hard to feel this way after they lose in London in Week 5, but I don't anticipate that them continuing to look this way week after week after week until we get into December. Now, they could be riding this up-and-down performance stuff for another several weeks. Uh, I remember telling you that I thought late in the season, maybe a little bit before the bye, certainly after the bye in week 14, I think it's going to come together for them if they're healthy and they're going to be the team nobody wants to mess with. But watching them today, you saw the good and then you saw the bad. Now, I will. I think one of the valid questions that can be asked, though, 
is whether or not the coaching staff on both sides of the ball are doing enough to mitigate those roller coaster moments and that inconsistency. Uh, look, you guys know where I was on Joe Barry when they hired him. Uh, when people were extolling his virtues last year, I was the one pointing out that in terms of rankings, he wound up exactly where Mike Pettin's last defense wound up. But their defense is inconsistent, and they're certainly not top two. Their offense, I mean, I understand Aaron Rodgers liked all three plays that they called on the three and out, but your defense was just on the field forever. Run the football. That seems pretty reasonable. So, look, I, I again, I understand, you know, we're here to, to take calls and get people's reactions, and if they're overreactions, so be it. But, you know, I've got I've got people asking on Twitter if we have the balls to ask, you know, what's wrong with the defense? Is it that they overestimated the talent or that they aren't being coached? Yeah, that's a, it's a good question. Because they've invested heavily in the defense, and I'm happy to ask Matt Lafleur that tomorrow. But the bottom line is, they are not playing up to our expectations, but they may be playing up to the level at which they currently are. This game, I heard Rogers say that the standard is the standard, and whether the faces change doesn't matter. Sure, you can still keep that standard, but with different faces, especially young faces it's a hell of a lot harder for them to live up to the standard. And they're not living up to it yet, but that doesn't mean they won't at some point. Jason, did we not make a big enough deal out of Matt LaFleur letting us know that he had a disagreement with Joe Barry about what they were doing on defense? And the reason why, like, you hear that and you go, oh, that's interesting. But Matt LaFleur has also turned into the guy that doesn't want to let anything out to the point where he didn't want anybody talking about their travel plans because he thought it was a competitive advantage. So when you don't want to say anything and then say that, oh, by the way, me and this guy aren't seeing eye to eye and he happens to run our defense, should we have made a bigger deal about that throughout the course of the week? Yeah, I don't, I don't know about others, but I, I made a big deal out of it. When he said that, that was extremely uh, jarring. Cause, uh, and we asked a few follow-ups to it as well. And then I used it as the centerpiece of my story today in the State Journal that, you know, basically what his point is is that everybody and their brother knows that your opponent is going to run the football, yet you're still sitting back in a too-high-safety look, not bringing someone down or bringing them down late, which – by the time they get there, a lot of times it's too late to get the job done against the run defensively. Now, I have not, I didn't look at the final numbers yet uh, in terms of what the Giants ran for, but, you know, they are, as a defense as a whole, whether it's against the run or whatever it might be, they're not, they're not good enough. And, and for him to, to, to acknowledge publicly that he questioned the philosophy, at least, and, and not saying that you get away from that philosophy, philosophy entirely. No one's suggesting that, but that you don't you don't adjust when you need to adjust when everybody knows you're running the football because that's all that offense has going for it. Now today, 
what I thought was interesting was that, you know, they only ran for 125 total yards. Uh, Daniel Jones had 37. Saquon Barkley had 70. But Daniel Jones was 21 of 27 for 217 yards. I heard him say during the broadcast it was the first time this year he's gone over 200 passing yards. That's correct. Right, with receivers that were what? Five through eight on the uh, normal depth yeah. for the Giants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Sills was leading them in receptions, and Slayton is a decent player who's been inconsistent during his career. But yeah, they don't have Galladay, who has been a disappointment. They don't have Shepard. They don't have Tony. Yeah, that's. Yeah, well, I mean, they had I mean, injuries. It, he he did this with a group, probably what yeah. his worst group of available wide receivers this season. I mean, it was like Brady without his wide receivers, except the Packers didn't get the job done today. Is Savage playing poorly? Look, I, I, I don't, I don't think Darnell Savage is has played at the expectations of when you draft a safety in the first round. Like, I, I don't know. Do we? Let me ask you this: Do you think he's been better? Worse or the same as Ha Ha Clinton Dix? Um, I think he's a little bit faster, so I see him. So I think he's a little bit de- better, but the difference is probably neg- negligible. I will defer to yeah. whatever you say. I I think Gabe nailed it. Like I, I I don't I don't think he's an outstanding player. I don't think he's a terrible player. I don't think Ha Ha was an outstanding player. I don't think he was a terrible player. Like. You know, once once you're drafted in the first round, your expectations are always going to be high. There's nothing you can do about it. And he doesn't play to the level of his draft status expectation-wise. Like, if he was, you know, a, a fourth or fifth round pick, you'd be like, yeah, he's a nice player, but, you know, he, he is what he is. Um, you know, I know he's out for the season in Buffalo, but this is why when you get guys at that position – you can get them later in the draft if they are the type of guys that are quote-unquote football players. It's why I look back on Micah Hyde and say, here's a guy who I yep. still don't understand why they let him go. I know he's injured this season. I'm not saying they should have him on their roster now. But those are the kinds of guys at safety, you know, not to be whatever, but the University of Wisconsin head football coach, uh, was undrafted, but it's such a it's such a position that requires more than speed and talent. And I just don't know, you know, they had Nick Collins, but they've been trying to replace Nick Collins ever since, and I'm not sure they ever have. Uh, before it gets started, you can put an end to it if it needs be, and that is Jair was not happy with the system they used against the Vikings, and someone asked, is there an issue of the players not being happy with the defensive system that's being used? And I said, as I do, I'll ask Jason, because I just thought with Alexander that was one game, one situation where he wanted to play against someone with the Vikings. Yeah, I haven't, I mean, I haven't gotten any indication of that from the players. Okay. Uh I would say this. This is the team that has 
become very popular throughout the league as kind of the antidote to the offense that the Packers and the Vikings and everybody else runs, the kind of Shanahan-McVay new system that's so prominent now throughout the league. You know, it's the Vic Fangio, have an umbrella that keeps everything in front of you, don't give up big plays, and it does work. But, look, every scheme, and, and I'm not giving Joe Barry a pass by any stretch here, but your scheme is only good as good as how well you execute. And I just don't think they're, they're executing very well. At the same time, like, you know, I know that uh, Rob Domofsky sent me the transcript of his conversation with Razul Douglas, uh, who was really angry and really ha- unhappy about his penalties. You know, he said he did not hear the whistle. Now, I don't know if that's in the heat of battle. You don't hear the whistle or what, but I thought the 15-yard penalty that they called on him, which was a crucial penalty, obviously, was deserved. I thought it was clear. I mean, I guess it wasn't 15 yards, but a personal foul because they were close to the goal line. But you you could hear the, the whistle very clearly. And whether he no, heard it, it or stupid. not. No, it was stupid. Well, yeah, it yeah. was stupid what he did. It was almost like Jair in the game of the last few seconds. You know, like he was getting into it with one of the other players. And I just thought, what, what, come on, you got, just didn't seem like either were very smart. And we, yeah. Know. I mean, I was, I, at the same time, I was surprised that the Giants, you know, I, I they put themselves in some measure of danger there. The idea of having to, uh, of not actually just running your offense when you don't have enough, there's, the Packers had too many timeouts for you to kneel out the game. So I don't know why they chose to do that. Then they take the safety. They don't obviously can't run off all that time. Like, weird things happen. I just thought they put themselves in harm's way, and they're lucky that their defense and their pass rush got to Rodgers because the last person on earth that you want to give a Hail Mary opportunity for is Aaron Rodgers. Jason, we certainly appreciate the time. Look forward to you and Tausch talking more about this, although I guess Tausch is probably traveling back tomorrow. But we'll hear more of your takes tomorrow on Wilde and Tausch, 9 to noon on ESPN Wisconsin. I will do my best Mark Tauscher imitations just to fill the void. But, yes. All right, boys. He it could be, be good. back tomorrow. He could make it back in time. I don't think that's what his flight's I think he's traveling tomorrow. I think uh, their flights are, are leaving right. tomorrow. It's true. He's not with the team anymore. No, yeah. no. That's whatever Whatever commercial flight good karma brands could get for him and the cheapest commercial flight they could get, I'm sure that's the one he's on. America's favorite light lager since 1982, Light Crisp and Refreshing, and Ice Cold Bud Light is waiting for you. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste, barley, rice, hops, and water. Pick up Bud Light during your next visit to your favorite local retailer. Enjoy responsibly 2022 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light, St. Louis, Missouri. We head back out to the Box wine line and take more of your calls at 855-616-1620. That's next on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. More of Green Bay Game Day postgame coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino and sponsored by Bud Light. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Welcome back to Green Bay Game Day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. So what do we got here? 
Charlie? No significant injuries for the Packers today, so... I mean, last week, Minnesota had that devastating injury. Somebody had to stay behind for for emergency leg surgery while they were in London. Certainly didn't happen for the Packers today. That was fortunate. And that is brought to you by Ortho Big Associates of Wisconsin. There is a difference. Visit orthowisconsin.com today. Again, that injury recap presented by Orthopedics Associates of Wisconsin. Packers fall to the New York Giants, 27-22 in London. Packers fall 3-2. Homer and Gabe hanging out at Maddie's Bar and Grill. It's a great place to be at during the game. Great place to be at for the rest of the games for the rest of the day as well. But we're taking your calls as you react to that Packers loss. On the Bone Box one line at 855-616-1620, we head out to Dean in Caledonia. Dean, you're on the Touch of Trio Radio Network. Hey, good afternoon. What's up, Dean? What do you got? Hey, how you doing? Not good. Can you hear me? Yep, we got you. What do you hey, What do you uh, got, hello. Dean? Hey, millions are listening. Go ahead. Okay, great. I'm sorry. Let me turn this down so I can. Okay, good. Um, I'm curious as to what happened in the second half. We didn't adjust at all, and I think the um, problem maybe maybe Aaron Rodgers. He missed a lot of passes. He's, he's he's checking off the plays, and I I think it's terrible. I think what's happening in Green Bay is the quarterback is running the show, and the coach needs to take over. I mean, you're not going to take away Aaron Rodgers' freedom at the line of scrimmage. It's not going to happen at this point in his career. He's going to have that freedom to be able to do it. And I know a lot of those. So when, whenever you see them both kind of when Aaron Rodgers yelling, can, can, he kind of puts both hands up to his helmet. That's just uh, they've got two plays called. He's switching to whatever the second play is. They're not going to change that because the quarterback sees something that the first play isn't going to work. And at this point, you have to trust Aaron Rodgers that he's going to do whatever's best for the team. And I'm not defending the way he played today. He didn't play well. In the first half, he played well. Second half, did not play well. Um, so I, I don't think he's taking over the team. I just think that right now, Jason kind of hit on it. The defense isn't as good as advertised. And to me, the defense is pretty similar to what it was last year. And it, it is going to be tough to win games. Not to say they can't do it. It's going to be tough to win games while the defense plays like that and the offense is not as good as it was a year ago. They were able to win 13 games a year ago because they had weapons. They had Devontae Adams and everything else kind of slate in behind that, and you can use those weapons in different ways. But when the offense is looking the way it's looking right now, it's going to be tough to win games because the defense isn't as good as you thought it was that you can just go out there and win games 17-7. to That's where I kind of land at. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, we, we certainly appreciate the call, but that's... And we go by... 30. Yep. You need, you need 30 touches for Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Right, and they easily could have had that had they not gone three and out on three straight passes. And they mentioned they were like, somebody said they were like eight in a row. It wasn't eight in a row. I mean, when they punted, uh, Rodgers got sacked on like third down on the the uh, the previous uh, yeah. possession. But, um, no, it's but still, like. I mean, that was still a pass, but it's third down. You're trying to pick it up. Right, but, so know. it wasn't. But I think it's it's how she said it. You have to be willing to run, even when you don't run well. Like, are you a and, run team first, 
or a get access to and, our running backs or we a passing team. And I don't think Rodgers is willing to accept that yet. And guess what they did? They ran the ball well. So it's not like, oh, you have to run the ball sometimes when you're not running it well. Today, the Packers ran the ball well. Aaron Jones had 13 carries for 63 yards. A.J. Dillon, six right. touches, 34 yards. They had, they had first and 10, and, you know, they got seven yards. They ran, down. and then now you've got, you've run twice, and now you've got third and two, knowing you've got two downs. Yep. Okay, if you're running, if you're a running team, you're going to run the ball, or you're going to get it to your backs in some way. Eight, they, five. they didn't. 855-616-1620 is the Motobox wine line. We go to Larry in California. Larry, you're on the Tundra Trio Radio Network with the Green Bay Game Day postgame show with Homer and Gabe live from Maddie's Bar and Grill in New Berlin. Yeah, Gabe and Homer. Uh, I, I don't know why I woke up at 6 o'clock this morning to watch this awful, awful game. But uh, I it was did. good for a and, while. Uh, Come on. What do you oh, mean? No, for the first until about 8 o'clock your time out there in California, was, you were feeling pretty good. Realize, it was 17-3. to 17-3, and they lost. Yeah, what was the was, final again? 27-22. Yeah. And I was happy 24, at that point when they were up 17-3. 24-5. They were outscored. But it's just well, the mark of know, a young team, I mean, Larry. It is inconsistent. You're yeah. Right. The mark of a young team well, is to I, have the inconsistencies, and they just can't put together two good halves. Well, Go ahead, Larry. Well, Gabe, Gabe and Homer, I, I've said this before on previous shows with Homer and Tony's show, and, and I think I might have done it also on this show uh, a couple of weeks ago. They, 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 the camera zooms in on Aaron, and he doesn't look very happy. He's disgusted. And I just think that he's, like, checked out. I've said this, and I think he has checked out. Now, Larry, I, I want to help you. Larry, I want to help you. He's been told not to overreact, and now he's decided. I mean, he, there was a play – the, the one where Randall Cobb took it down to the one-yard line before they threw the touchdown pass. Yeah, he was all fired he up He was there. fired up, and I think he was fired up because Dobbs threw a really good block. Correct. So I think that was a, a oh, yeah, learning and teaching. Okay, we've got the young guy. You know, he's like, he gave him the little fist pump. Like, yeah, that's exactly what we needed you to do on that play to free up Randall. Now, when you did if I was play. in charge, I would tell Aaron Rodgers to be who you are. You want to scream and yell at everybody, scream and yell at everybody. But I think he's decided that he's for whatever reasons like uh, but that he's the much the reason or ayahuasca that's right. the reason okay i'll tell you but he's much calmer i don't know and now if i was him and then i'd be listening to larry going larry i can't win <laughs> i can't win and that's what i would say you're right eric you can't win you can't care what a few people think you be you and if that's i mean the best example is tom brady yep Nobody says anything about Tom Brady, and he's, he's, he gets more animated than Rodgers ever did at the most. 100%. Yep. Why then, didn't, let me ask you, why doesn't Rodgers run the ball like Jones was doing? Why didn't he run up the middle and stuff like that? I, I don't understand. He has legs. I know he's 39, but he can still run. Oh, well. Not, not like that. Oh, I mean, no. he's, he's just, that's, he'll do it on occasion, but it's just not part of the game the way it was even five years ago. Because, again, he's 38, about to be 39. Larry, we certainly appreciate the call. Always appreciate you calling in to the Green Bay Game Day postgame show here on the Touch of Trio Radio Network. Speaking of the quarterback, we're going to hear from him. Yeah. We're going to hear the press conference from number 12 coming up next. Live from Maddie's Bar and Grill in New Berlin. He is home, Ron Gabe. It's the Touch of Trio Radio Network. 
More of Green Bay Game Day postgame coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Rough second half for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers played great in the first half, not so great in the second half. Yeah, what do you have to say? I'm going to listen closely. We're going to hear what the quarterback has to say. Courtesy of our friends at Ridgetop Exteriors, where customer service is our number one goal. Check them out at RidgetopExteriors.com. That is who brings you the QB pressure. And it started with the QB talking about the miscues in the second half. Faster. I think I missed Rome's in the first drive for a big one. Um, yeah, then we had some opportunities in the second half, but you know, probably could have chosen Cobby there on the last play and had a higher percentage throw. One good half, one bad half continued today. You didn't have that many drives in the second half, but did they change anything defensively that gave you problems, or, or what happened there? No, not really. Maybe just a couple more plays of pressure. Uh, it was just... You know, those two drives hurt us. Uh, we had a decent drive to get down there, uh, first drive of the second half, and then sack on third down. And then three and out with two opportunities uh, to make plays on the next drive. And uh, by the time we knew it, we were down seven. You run the last two plays, what, what you saw, what you thought happened? Yeah, I mean, I liked, uh, I liked the calls. We had... Uh, Cobby on the left side. I was trying to fit it through the, you know, kind of the sea of arms there. Felt like we might have had a chance um, on the inbreaker. And then fourth down uh, was trying to throw a, kind of a big body ball to Allen. Uh, you know, maybe should have adjusted uh, AJ to block that guy off the edge. Like I said, probably could have thrown the ball to Cobby on the left uh, left sideline. Was that trying to get, were you guys trying to get back into the game right away in the sense of like you just watch your defense, you know, eight minutes on the field to give up a touchdown? Are you just trying to create something? Well, I feel like we had three good calls. You know, we had a call we hit early in the game for eight yards. We came back to it. I made a subtle adjustment. Um, we, I'm not sure what happened outside if, uh, if Rome went a little bit too deep or if his, he just turned his guy around and ran into Allen. But we had a, we were going to have a good shot to Allen there. Uh, down the sidelines, uh, second down, uh, a play that we'd hit early in the game as well that we liked, uh, had a chance, ball was a little bit high to Cobby. And then third down, another play that we like. Um, probably a more catchable ball would have been a couple yards short on that one. Uh, but I like those three calls. I, you know, I feel good about uh, all those. You know, we got to hit one of those to, to give our defense a little more rest and kind of turn the tide back in our favor. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're just not quite on the same page at, at times. Um, I don't know. we got to go back and look at it. I don't want to make a blanket statement right now. Um, 
definitely not an emotional blanket statement. So I'll just uh, withhold that and maybe talk about it on Wednesday a little bit if you uh, get back and get some sleep, Rob, and remember that question. Jair was just saying he's not concerned about the defense yet, but he will be if you guys lose next week. Are you concerned about the offense yet? No. And frankly, I don't like all this conversation about losing next week. I'm a firm believer in the power of words and manifestation, and we got to check ourselves on that because talking about that is not—that's not winning football. There was conversation about it in the locker room, and I don't like it. And uh, Josh, my guy, but we don't need to be talking like that. I understand there's a reality in this game, and there's a win and a loss every single game, but there's also reality in in life that you uh, what you're putting your energy towards that's where your focus is going to go so uh, I'm not going to address prospects of losing up here uh, other than we just lost this game offensively we haven't put two halves together there's a lot that factors into that um, you know everything from calls to execution uh, to the momentum to defensive stops to adjustments that we make that are good or shouldn't make but it's a lot of execution. And there's games like this where our defense is not going to be up to their normal standards, and we got to pick them up. We had chances, a lot of chances. So definitely the offense, uh, this one will weigh heavy on us on this flight back. Back to the three and out in the second half. Mm-hmm. I get that you, you really liked all those plays. But I am wondering, considering who you guys are this year, is that still the right way to go, or do you need to back off on that just because it's less of your identity this season? Yeah, I mean, uh, I understand what you're going. I can't say that uh, I love that line of questioning, but you make a good point, Pete. I think it's something to think about. Um, Again, I'm not uh, making those calls. I do like all three of those calls, 100%. Um, And I felt like we were really close to executing. The difference between a ball that's high and a ball that's on Kabi is the difference between a three and out and who knows and being up here and and answering that question. So that's the the beauty in this game is that it it is comes down to some very small dimensions between winning and losing. But uh, but it's it's a valid point you make. Um, But we get a call, we try and execute it, and there was at least two opportunities to get first downs there. And then you. I met fans from really across the world, one guy from Switzerland. What would you say to your new fan base? I mean, you guys seem to have synergy with your Well, first of all, we're sorry. You know, we, we we wanted to come here and put on a show and win a football game. The crowd was outstanding. I mean, this was just a fantastic experience, I think, for all of us. There's guys in that locker room that never been across the pond and uh, just the uh, the hospitality from the fans when we were out, you know, me and Alan on Friday was outstanding. The crowd response today, taking the field was incredible. Uh, seeing the different flags from different countries was amazing. Our, the fans were loud the entire time. It was outstanding. And uh, so, so much love for Packer world. Uh, you know, I think we can say that now. It's been Packer Nation uh, for the first 100 and couple years. And hopefully the team will get a chance to come back and, and play here again because it was a special week for all of us, one that we'll never forget. Well, obviously, it would have been a little sweeter with a win, but uh, big, uh, uh, big loads of gratitude uh, on behalf of our team for 
the fans and the people of uh, London and the folks at the Grove who were outstanding. The food was just incredible and the hospitality was first rate. Uh, so big thanks to uh, our European fans and hopefully we'll be back. So the big takeaway, I think, from the Aaron Rodgers press conference uh, came from a question you couldn't quite hear from Matt Schneidman. Uh, but Matt Schneidman tweeted out, covers Packers for The Athletic, talked with Jair Alexander postgame about the defense. Quote, I ain't worried, but if we lose next week, then I'll be worried. That quote was then relayed by Schneidman to Rodgers during his press conference, which is when Rodgers said, frankly, I don't like this conversation about losing next week, and then went on um, to his answer from there. But it's, it's interesting, and we'll continue to talk about that, and we'll get some of your calls on the Box one line, 855-616-1620. On the Green Day Game Day postgame show, coming up next on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. More of Green Bay Game Day postgame coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Welcome back to Green Bay Game Day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Happy day. It's a sad day. Packers fall to the Giants in London 27-22. It's the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. I'm Gabe Knight, so along with Steve the Homer True. We've been hanging out at Maddie's Bar and Grill all morning into the afternoon. And if you're out driving around, this is a great spot to come, hang out, watch the rest of the games, enjoy some great food, and enjoy some of the great drinks that they have at Maddie's Bar and Grill. Did you hear everything Aaron Rodgers said? I did. Mm-hmm. I did. You seem you seem like you have thoughts that you're having trouble really oh, forming yes. that you want to like, get out. I, yeah, he's he goes like positive theory. Yeah, you know he's he he's, he's big into manifesting. Right, but he didn't say, "Look, I'm just not going to be negative. I believe in this team." Like he doesn't talk normal anymore. He talks like he's teaching a class in. The theory of positivity and how it affects your brain waves. So here's, again, the quote. Frankly, I don't like all this conversation about losing next week. I'm a firm believer in the power of words and manifestation. Oh. And we've got to check ourselves on that because we're talking about that is not winning football. There was a conversation about it in the locker room. I don't like it. Jaws, my guy. But we don't need to be talking about The power like of words and manifestation. Nobody talks like that unless you're a professor at some Ivy League school. And you would know your family's full yes, professors. I know. Yes, from where he didn't graduate yet. Yes. <laughs> he got a PhD from there. A power of words and manifestation. What the hell are you talking about? Now, if you want to say, like, he's, he's in a different language. Yeah. Right? You're quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. I believe in my team. I'll talk to Jair. Here's what I want to be Aaron Rodgers. I want to be the other. You know what? You need to know how much that kid loves to win. And I'm sure it's tough losing. We'll talk about it. But don't anybody doubt that he's a team guy. And this is It's hard to lose like this. And Professor Rogers can talk about words and manifestation. That's my new, that's my new nickname for him, and, Professor Rogers. And we can hang up on, get hung up on that. But the fact that Jair's already thinking, and I'm not talking about manifestation, but if he's talking about if we lose next week, then I'll be worried, guess what? 
I'm worried. He's already a little worried. Yes, of course. Like there's, there's already that that is already inside yes. him. Like he is. This is now. It started with the game against Minnesota. It continues into this game after right. the two losses, where Jair has said things that have made people go, "Okay, I'm listening." And I like that because you know what? Everybody here is in that same club. Oh, 100 percent. Let's go ahead and get to our difference maker of the game. Who had the biggest impact in today's game? End zone, wide open, touchdown, Aaron Jones. Packers on top. It's time for that difference-making player of the game. Rodgers comes back to the other side towards Lazard, who's got it. Touchdown, Packers. Presented by Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Start at AnnexWealth.com. Homer, who do you have as your difference-making player of the game? Mine is Matt LaFleur. Because I can't wait for one day when we ask him, did you run the ball too much? Is that ever going to happen? No, it's never going to happen. Right. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers mentions those were three good plays. Yep. After. <sighs> yep. Yep. And they were all passes. It all could have worked. No. And he didn't even come. It didn't even enter his mind that we should have run the ball. But that's, I mean, that's what you always come down to when it comes to play calling. Did you execute it? Did you get it done? You can like the call. Right. But if you didn't execute the play, because, again, if he hits one of those three passes, completes one of the three, they get a first down. Yeah. And my it question, becomes a footnote like, oh, I'm surprised they didn't run it there. Oh, but the pass worked in that situation. I, I, I agree. But I would like to have him say, you know, if I'm going to fail on that possession, if we were going to fail, we were going to fail running the ball. Uh, my difference-making player of the game doesn't have to be a Packer. Oh, of course not. I okay, it's coach. Daniel Jones. Oh, yes. It's Daniel Jones. Because oh, got, you did not think that Daniel Jones was going to play. He goes over 200 yards. He got again, hit so oh, hard yeah. early in the game by uh-huh. two guys. I don't remember who the two were. I thought he might be out. But I mean, he took some kneel downs, so the final rushing numbers don't look great. But he ran the ball well, goes over 200 yards for the first time all season, which, again, isn't a huge milestone in the NFL. But I didn't expect this guy to play, and in the second half, he was lights out. I, I should have picked him. They're, they're, I always watch a game, and I always think, I want to ask you this question. Don't you feel like their receivers were more wide open than the Packer receivers? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, there was the, the one time where Rodgers went deep, I want to say late first half, maybe it was early second half, uh, to to Romeo Dobbs, and he, he, he sailed the throw. It was high and to Dobbs' right as he was going towards the sideline, and you thought maybe he had a better chance of being intercepted than anything else. But I thought Dobbs was open there, but he still had two guys around him. I thought like he was the only one on the screen where there were multiple times where Darius Slayton was the only one on the screen. St. Cole Barkley on his big 41-yard reception was the only one on my screen for a long time. And, in fact, as he was running, like, Adrian Amos is, like, running away from him trying to get into a position to tackle him. It was... Man, it was, it, it was tough to watch on the, on the defensive side to give up th- that many points, to give up 17 points in that second half, 14 points in the fourth quarter. It's just the, the defense is not as good as we were led to believe. That's not to mean that it can't get better. I, yeah. But the problem is, Homer, I don't know if it will get better. Well, you can't be that good and be that bad. Correct. Correct. If you're that good, there's a certain level. There's a certain right. basement you have to have. And it's the same thing with the offense. Like They have to put together... Two good halves at some point. And right. I'll tell you what, in three weeks, they're taking on the Buffalo Bills, who are absolutely baptizing the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, 31-3. to And the third quarter just started there. They scored 31 points in the first half. Packers play the Bills in a primetime matchup in two weeks. Or in three weeks, I should say. You got to figure it out. 
got to figure it out before then, otherwise you're going to be embarrassed on national television. Because that team has very few flaws, and they will expose yours very quick. Now, they're the best team in the NFL. I would agree. And they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. I would agree. Because they've lost some people. They have. And you wouldn't know it. Correct. And they've been that good. Special thanks to everybody out here at Maddie's Bar and Grill. I've certainly enjoyed our time out here, even though it didn't end well for the Packers today, 27-22. But make sure you tune in tomorrow to ESPN Milwaukee, ESPN Madison, News Radio 620 WTMJ to get the latest on the green and gold. This has been the Green Bay Game Day post-game show on the Tundra Trio Radio Network.